Hello. <laughs> and welcome. My name is Luke Job. My name is Thorin George. And this is Modular. The podcast where we take you through the modules written by Wizards of the Coast for the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, Thorin. These are the pre-written stories made up by the folks who made up Dungeons and Dragons. We didn't write them, but we're here to run them for you. And why, exactly, would we do that? Well, Thorne, maybe you're a DM who's thinking about running a particular campaign, like Stormlord's Wrath, and you want to get a feel for how it plays out. Maybe you're a player who's already been in this particular campaign, and you want to reminisce on those good old days. Like Stormlord's Wrath. Like Stormlord's Wrath. Yeah, remember, right? remember oh, okay. when we were, remember when we were on the on the on the cliffs, the Thunder Cliffs. That was fun, right? Right, Greg. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. That was fun. Maybe you're about to graduate with your Juris Doctorate, in which case, fuck, that's hot. Yeah, if you're like a cuck. But you should be warned. <laughs> each of our episodes will take on a part of these pre-written adventures. That means. There are major spoilers for the key plot points of each story we're running. We're not really running anything right now. Uh, but there are going to probably be major spoilers for this past season. So if this is your first episode ever, why'd you start on the recap? It's right in the title. Yeah. Come on. Good point. Yeah. Right. Right there. Like you saw it. You you looked at it and you clicked it. You made that decision, yeah. fool. You made that decision. Anyway, you need to offer that fool one more warning. Oh, you're right, Luke. Modular is not a podcast for children. It contains explicit language, as well as adult themes like sex, alcohol, drug use, violence, and sleepy boys. So please be aware of these not-so-kid-friendly themes. Now, without further ado, welcome to Modular. And our recap for Stormlord's Wrath. bit of banter between two shy boys between two sleepy boys just a little bit of banter yeah too sleepy very sleepy today i am okay yoda <laughs> very sleepy today i am <laughs> <laughs> a nap uh, i would like to take yeah hmm <laughs> is that it yeah that's all that <laughs> uh agree with you i do you know in a minute i'm gonna need a man or thorin to recap me up in a minute i'm gonna need a sentimental man or thorin to recap me up oh um so you want to recap of everything that happened in Stormlord? yeah why don't you tell me in your words what happened Okay, so it takes place, uh, starts about a week, maybe like a week and a half after Dragon of Ice Spire, maybe two weeks. Um, Bradley and Inverner hunting remnants of the Stormlords cult because they're like, well, you gotta take these guys out. They fight, uh, they, they come in. Uh, enter scene, uh, fucking Falcon and 
God, what's her name? Really? Haven't heard from God her. God damn, that Grey-Lay. was a long time ago. That was Feels a, long like time a lifetime ago. Yeah, I've seen Falcon and Grayley, and they they fight. Are like, hey, Piggy. we know there's a there's a thing, and so they go and they fight this great boar, and Falcon dies. Mm, and damn. Um. All right. Bradley. R.I.P. Falky. And yeah, R.I.P. Falky. So yeah, so Brad- they go back Bradley to was sad winter. there. I think that's a really important note. Yeah, Bradley was sad. Um, and so they go to. Uh, Neverwinter, and Bradley's like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do. And then he gets summoned by Lord Neverember. And Neverember's like, Bradley, you need to go help this town that I'm trying to set up. And so Bradley does. And they save this inn on the way from some zombos. Yeah, but the inn kind of reminds Bradley of Elsa, so then he's sad again. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing you should know about this whole season. Bradley's sad the entire time. There isn't a single moment that passes where Bradley is not sad. Yeah, and I think that's like um, I think that's like the crux of his character is that he's a sad yeah, boy. Yeah, is that he's just sad. He's a sad boy. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to uh this town which is called I forgot the name Leylon. Wow. Um Leylon. Yeah, they go to Leylon. Sorry, it's been a while since he recorded uh the episodes for this season so they go to Leylon they save it from these people that are attacking and Nixios you remember Nixios but not Leylon <laughs> yeah well that's a name that sticks out better because it's got an x in it Leylon I've heard all those letters before Nixios I hardly hear that guy. I hear. I hardly hear. Well, and she, an she murked Bradley. Ever. Like he fully could have died. She did murk Bradley. And yeah, he, that made him sad. That made him sad. Yeah, very sad. So they just, you know, chilled around town, did some odd jobs, uh, saved the house of Thalavar. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but the, go- the ghost got away. Still. Ghost got so away. Made Bradley yeah. sad. Because Bradley blew up his bones. Uh, before that, they saved some lizard folk. But, Snap, uh, but the leader Snapjaw died. died and yeah, Snapjaw that, that died. That made Bradley sad. That made Bradley very sad. Yeah. So then they go to this island. Mm-hmm. There's a vampire. Vampire kicks the shit out of Bradley, makes him sad. Mm-hmm. And and, they, and Verna has a vision that she's going to leave Bradley. And that, that yeah, makes and Verna him does sad. have a vision that she's going to leave Bradley. Makes him very sad. They go save the inn again. Turns out, like half the people who worked there, who Bradley liked, were bad guys. Yeah, who Bradley really liked were bad guys. That made him very made him sad. sad. Plus, his brother was in danger. That made him sad. Yeah, plus his brother was in danger. That made him very sad. Plus, there's this whole thing about maybe his dad still doesn't approve of his yeah. lifestyle. That made him sad. Well, I don't know. I see. Because uh, Neverember sent that letter saying that your dad recommended you. But so that, that was know. after after the end. Oh, was that after the end? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes so sense. that's the one moment See, Bradley probably wasn't sad. Yeah, that's the, that's the moment where he's like, damn, maybe I'm not so sad. Then the bard of the end got stolen, and so they went to find him at the Thundercliffs. Couldn't get to the Thundercliffs. They went to back to Leylon, hired a ship, uh, had... Uh, some pretty banging sex with this uh, cat lady. Then a mutiny happened that made Bradley sad. And then they had to go fight a giant crab. That made him sad because it reminded him of Seagull. 
and then they arrived at the Thundercliffs, had to fight the lady who killed Inverna's dad. That made Inverna sad. That didn't really make Bradley sad. That's just another person. Well, they didn't fight that lady. That lady got away. Oh, yeah, that's right. They didn't fight that lady. So that made them both sad. They didn't fight that lady. That made them both sad because they didn't get to fight her. Then they... Then Inverna left while Bradley was in the middle of the fight, but he told her to. So it's like, it's not... But when he came back, he was like, well, where is she? And she left, left. And she wasn't there. And she, like, left, left. And she left him a note. And that made him sad. And so then a little girl comes up and she's like, hey, play me a song, you sad piece of shit. And Bradley's like, you know what? I will play a sad song. And so he did. And there you go. And that's the season. Boom. Sad. Really sad one. Sad. Sounds like it sounds sad. like it's emotionally draining. Well, that brings me to our first question. This is a listener question. Uh, the listener would be me in this instance. Um, my question is for Thorin, George. Uh, Thorin, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay, Thorin. Uh, this is Luke, a uh, big fan. Um, really like the show. Uh, not not biased in any way. Super objective. Um Thorn, what? Uh, who is your favorite NPC that was introduced this season? That's a tough one. It's a very, very tough one because there were a lot of, a lot of great NPCs introduced this season with some great voice work, uh, with special guests. You know who he came in to voice specifically these NPCs. It. Hmm. Damn, that's a tough one. I really like what's his name? I like the the magical shop guy because um, he's all mystical and whimsical. You're talking about Zephyros? I, yeah, Zephyros. Mm, yeah. yeah, he's he's a good one. He is a good one, and I also like uh, Sean Connery. Galio Librio. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Galio Librio. For sure. Yep. Yep. Those are those are two good ones for sure, magical boys. Yeah. So, Luke, uh hi, my name is Thorin, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm going to ask the same question. Who is your favorite NPC this season? Um I I'm going to say that my favorite was probably also Zephyros. But a close second to him would be Scylla, the goss- the gossipy halfling, the who, little halfling uh, girl through Bradley's mail. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, she's very fun to voice act. Just do like a yeah. dumb valley girl, and it's just very fun. Yeah, you're just hitting your natural. Yep. Yep. Playing to my strengths. natural brain yep. waves. Playing to my yeah. strengths. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, God, it's just so easy to be dumb. All right, well, Thorne, I have another question. We're both going to be answering this one. This is from Sydney Donahue. Hi, Sydney, wherever you are. Um, this this was posted on our Facebook group. She asks if we could have one celebrity join our podcast cast, who would it be and why? God, that's a tough one. I have you. You got. I answer have my first. answer for sure. Uh, now, some people might think Chris Evans because I'm a big Chris Evans fan, uh, and some people might be might think Florence Pugh because I'm a big Florence Pugh fan. And then God, I would love Florence Pugh is on our podcast. Then there there are other celebrities I'm a big fan. Regina King, I love Regina King. Um, yeah, I really love uh, Daniel Kaluuya. There's a lot of people out there. Paul Rudd, big Paul Rudd guy. See, I was also thinking Paul Rudd. But my answer 
is Matthew Lillard, who played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies because oh, hell yeah. he plays D&D in real life and he has a TTRPG company and he's also supposed to be a really nice guy. And I just know that I feel like he would be a generous player to play with. Like he would be exceptional because he's this talented actor, but then also he's a talented role player. So that's, that's what I love to see. So I'd probably ask him to join our, join our show. Hell yeah. That's sick as fuck. That would be so cool. Could also do uh, what's it, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of celebrities yeah. that play uh, play D. There are a lot of celebrities. Vin that play Diesel. D&D. Yeah. Terry Crews. Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie Watts. Deborah Ann Wall. Mm, Joe Manganiello. Those pieces of shit that ruined Game of Thrones. I don't want to talk about those guys. Yeah, I don't want to talk about those guys. You know, little little tirade. I have been watching the Hobbit movies again recently. Uh, That's your first mistake. Which, first and second one, made it through just fine. Have fond memories of those. Third one... Go on. I didn't really remember anything about. Because I'd only seen it once. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm kind of going in with a fresh mind. Watching it... I remember now why I only watched it once, and it's because it is utter garbage. Yep. It is a terrible, terrible movie. Yep, 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 yep. They're very bad. Not like, it good. is just so bad. And it reminded me of the last uh, two seasons, specifically, of Game of Thrones, and just how angry those made me, and how much I hated them. Yeah. And I went on... I, I honestly... I ranted to to my partner last night for longer than the movie was about how much I hate the movie. Because even if... Okay, so even if you didn't know anything about Lord of the Rings, if you'd never watched the Lord of the Rings movie, if you'd never read the Lord of the Rings books, had never seen any, th- any Lord of the Rings property, you just went in to The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, because your friend was a big fan, and he liked, he liked Lord of the Rings. You would be like that was a pretty shitty movie like like not only is it a bad like part of lord of the rings and the canon of lord of the rings it is just a bad movie in general yeah absolutely like there are definitely there are a lot of shots that are like oh this was made specifically for the trailer like there was a scene where thorin goes thorin absolutely bad shit he he fucking realizes that he is going insane with the the lust for gold and he throws his crown at the very end and he's coming he he's like you know what fuck it i've had i'm gonna come and talk to the dwarves and we're gonna help fight these orcs and then his nephew keely as thorin has already made up his mind to go into battle to not be the coward that he has been, Keeley comes up and says, I'm not going to sit idly by while our enemies fight our, or while our friends fight our battles for us. And it's like, that would have been powerful had the previous scene not happened. You know, like if this had been a chance, like if this had been 15 minutes earlier in the film, that would have been so powerful. But the point of the matter, the point, the fact is that that line did not need to exist because Thorne had already made up his mind that he wasn't going to let that happen. 
And that's the T, sis. That's the T. It's just so bad. It's just so bad. It's just so bad. And then like, and then like, there's fucking all all thirteen all the dwarves we've seen thus far within the films have been practical effects. And then for some reason they introduce one who's fully CG, full a full CG dwarf for no reason for zero reason except to hurt your eyes. They wanted except your eyes. Except to hurt your eyes. Your eyes deserve because you to be can hurt. tell. You can be like. Because just seeing the difference between them. And then also when Thorin's company are coming out of the mountain, they're running out on their bare legs. And then all of a sudden there are these uh, rams that are mounted up that are like ready for riding. Where the fuck did those guys come from? Anyway, I could that could be this whole podcast. All right, well, it... I could make a whole podcast about the bullshit mm-hmm. that that movie is mm-hmm. and how... It hurt me okay. to watch it. Yeah. I had to take a break. I get it. But I get it. Let's get back to to our listener questions. Yeah. Sorry. Did, did okay. you pick a celebrity? If I had to my celebrity, no, I didn't. I Damn, that's a tough one. Who's someone that I really like? Fuck. I think I'd go I think I'd go uh I know he's a little bit older. I think I'd go Patrick Stewart. Oh shit. Cause one, he's got a great voice, mm-hmm. and two, I've heard he's just a fucking blast of a person to just be around. Like he's just cool in 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 real life. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, I have another listener question. God, I also love Oscar Isaac, though. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Anyway, next question. This is for you, Thorin. This is from okay. my buddy Nick Corbett. Nick asks, what's the canon explanation for Tenacious D being in the campaign? So the canon is that Tenacious D isn't in the campaign. Uh, It just so happens. Well, so I I was actually looking up uh, lore for the Forgotten Realms. And a lot of deities that share the same names as deities on Earth, such as Tyr... um, at least in older renditions of Dungeons and Dragons, actually are those deities from Earth. Like the tier of D and D is the same tier that the ancient Norths, the ancient Norse, uh, worshipped. Which means concepts like that can cross the boundaries of universes, can cross the boundaries of space and time, and the fabric of realities. And so, if things like that can, then perhaps these in in some other dimension and some other universe tenacious d has been ascended to these legendary heroes these these gods of music and and if that is the case then it is also possible that they have a small following within the forgotten realms and there you have it that's my explanation if it makes sense it makes sense. And if it doesn't, it's because I didn't put a lot of thought into it. I just thought it would be funny because I like Tenacious D. Well, there you go. But now Bradley is leaning towards the Lathander light. Yeah, Bradley is leaning towards Lathander, so. There you go. Maybe Maybe Tenacious D needs to save him out of a save him out of a jam. And maybe he's polyamorous. He reaffirm his faith. I don't think that's the polytheistic i think is the right poly word. pocket dolls yes okay 
So okay. moving on, uh, Nick Corbett also asks me, what the hell was my inspiration for that shopkeeper fellow with the coin piggy bank stomach? Hands down, the best moment in this season. Well, Zephyros um, is an important character. Uh, for those DMs listening, you know Zephyros does not exist in the books. Uh, Zephyros does exist in a book, and he will be a, a recurring character. Absolutely. But I needed to make him a little wacky, a little zany, a little fun. And why not have some gold coins fly out of his belly button? You know, it just, it sounded fun at the time. And D&D's a made-up kids game. So I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's have him, let's have him just bring, bring, come bring those fucking coins out. Hell yeah. Uh, and this last question is um, from another listener who, who would like to remain anonymous. Uh, it's a question for you, Thorin. Why does Bradley continue to use Fireball on a single opponent? He should utilize Rolotheme's Psychic Lance. The real answer is because... I only ha I, I have more spell slots where I can use Fireball than I can Rolotheme Psychic Lance. And by the time of most fights, I have already used one or more of the spell slots for Rolotheme Psychic Lance by the time I had gotten it. And so there are just more Fireballs available, and that is a devastating spell. And so I am more drawn to it, I guess, is the is the true answer if i had more spell if 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 Rolla themes was a third level as opposed to a fourth level i would use it all the fucking time because i have so many more third level spell slots than i do fourth level spell slots but because it is locked behind the specific number that i can use that's why i don't use it as much cuz it's a it's a sick spell it does psychic damage and leaves your opponent confused if they fail their save hell yeah or leaves them stunned i think something like that yeah like yeah. they skip their next turn yeah i think that's what the confused was okay yeah all right well there you go there you have it so thorin how do you feel about this season what'd you think i liked it i was a big fan i had i had a lot of fun coming back to bradley and though it was a little quieter just being the two of us, it's nice to have, well, a relatively smaller campaign, like a smaller area, mm -hmm. a not so, oh, the world is going to end, even though I guess this season the world would end. Um, yeah, maybe. But it's not definitely to the smaller of, stakes. It's definitely yeah, not, smaller not stakes. to the effect of the tyranny of dragons. Yeah, yeah. So, two two notes about what you just said. One is, uh, if you weren't aware, Bradley Copper obviously will return again. Uh, our season five will be another uh, solo adventure uh, for Bradley Copper. Who will he be with um, now that you know his his buddies Quinn and Inverna have both left him? Gods only know, but we'll see. Pickle Pete. 
I don't I don't think Pickle Pete's gonna show up. <laughs> but he will return. You can count on that. So Thorin, what's happening in season four? Oh man. Season four. Nutso butso, dude. You got dragons. You got the rise of Tiamat. You got betrayal. You've got romance, passion. You've got fucking people dying left and right. Councils. Councils. Icebergs. Ice ships. Ships. Kissing. Towers. Fucking buttholes. Metallic dragons. Fucking chromatic communion dragons. with gods. The goddess of tyranny herself. AKA Tiamat. I've got I have a lot of plans for and at the recording of this, spoiler alert, we have recorded a few episodes of Rise of Tiamat. Luke and Jack and Raven. They don't know what's cooking up in my mind. They don't know what I've been planning out this whole time. Thorne's been playing a lot of Elden Ring. I have been playing a lot of Elden Ring. So that's a dangerous Even combination. Tiamat and Elden Ring combined, that's dangerous. Yeah, it's what? It is May... 11th. It's May 11th right now. And, I've st- and, I, st- and I was playing Elden Ring even last night. So... There you go. I I am ready for death and destruction. And I am ready, honestly, for them to fail. We're not going to fail. I did start off, I started off before we recorded our first session telling them that they need to have a backup character planned. So far, they haven't needed one. And that's my secret, is that I'm making them think they won't. And then when the time comes... Death. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Next season, the rise of Tiamat going to be very, very good. Uh, more epic. It'll be our longest season. It will be our probably strongest season. It'll be our bongest season. We're getting high in every episode. Uh, it's going to be great. And Hell yeah. we'll see who's right. Very excited for everyone to hear. If Thorin's right or if I'm right. If Thorin's right that we're we're uh, gonna get wrecked, or if I'm right that we're gonna wreck him, we will see. We will see. Hell yeah, we will. Modular is Luke, Job, and Thorin George. The story you heard recapped today, as well as 99% of the characters you heard about, were created by Wizards of the Coast and can be found in the module Stormlord's Wrath. 
Holly Lyons is our fantastic editor. Bethany Gray does our gorgeous cover art. Devin Clark is our talented webmaster. Our music today was written and performed by Max Hedman. You can find Max's music anywhere you listen to music, and you can find his website link maybe in this description of this episode. It sometimes depends. You can follow us on Twitter at ModThePod. Join our private Facebook group of the Modular Podcast Fan Club. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Modular Podcast, and subscribe to us so you get out of the Modular Podcast. Here's a quick shout-out to that guy I just shouted out, Max Hedman. He has a new single out. It's called White Lines. It dropped last week. And it is fucking good. Y'all, you need to listen to it. I'm serious. Go to your Spotify's. Go to your uh, Zunes. Go to your dad's record store. And you fucking listen to that song. I'm telling you right now, you need to. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Our new season starts next Tuesday. And until then, thank you for listening to Modular. (laughs) 